0: Wakey-wakey, hands all sneaky. You know what time it is. It's your Saturday morning hangover cure. Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition. Get that coffee maker going.
1: Start firing up those eggs and bacon or sausage.
0: Need the grease. Need to get that into your system to flush out all the toxins with other toxins.
1: That's right. Get the toast going absorb the leftover alcohol that's in there
0: yes the stomach acid all the nasty stuff
1: and while all that's going pop a couple aspirin and a glass
0: of cold water and then you start rehydrating yourself and you listen to us because we're here to guide you through to let you know what you should do for the rest of your weekend what to listen to what to watch what to read
1: and what to avoid
0: He's a conquistor, Dave Height. He's the maestro, Kevin Crane. And of course, every Saturday morning, we start off with what? Rock. Music, baby. Live music, if we have it. The final concert review of 2023 here on the Weekend Edition. And I am very, very, very disappointed in the local community. The poor turnout turnout for this show.
1: Chris Isaac, his it's almost Christmas tour came through locally. And if there were over 500
0: people at the
1: venue, I would be
0: surprised. Yeah. And I think you're being generous. Yeah.
1: It was the lowest attended show I've ever been to. And it was, it was sad. I felt bad for Chris Isaac that more people didn't turn out for this event. Yeah, Granted, it was the night before Thanksgiving, but still, that's no excuse to not come see a legend.
0: Well, and of course, normally at that time of year, last weekend, we would have been on Black Friday going to see Jackal down in Indianapolis. And somehow in Black Friday, Jackal gets thousands of people packed into 8 Second
1: Saloon. Yeah, but this year, not Black Friday. It was on Thanksgiving night.
0: Right. So I don't think the holiday situation should be used as an excuse for the fact that once again, this area turns out to be piss poor when it comes to supporting concerts and artists. It's it's just it's, awful. It's pretty bad. And I'm I'm so tired of. Well, drive the two hours to Chicago. Drive the two hours to Grand Rapids. Drive the two hours to Indy. Drive the hour and a half to Fort Wayne. How but about we, we just fucking have, have shows here? We should have to. And again, as Dave mentioned, embarrassing for Chris Isaac that we couldn't get more people to that show. Two things. Before we get into the show itself, number one, when we walked up to the balcony, now the Learner Theater where we saw Chris Isaac in Elkhart, Indiana, Learner holds about two thousand people, roughly.
1: Roughly right around there.
0: We didn't know until we walked up the stairs to the balcony where we had our seats, and the the usher she looked at our tickets and said well i can show you to your seats but you can basically sit wherever, wherever you want you want and then once we walked in and looked at the balcony and saw maybe maybe 50 people in the balcony that seated 800
1: 900. yeah it was it was bad
0: so of course we did move down closer yeah so we had fine seats but again mrs c Kind of like stuck the knife in and twisted it. Yeah. When she said, Oh, by the way, I went to a resale site. This was about five minutes before the show started. She said, Yeah. We could have got tickets here for seven bucks. Yeah. And let's put it this way we paid almost 10 times that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Pretty
0: much. So, again, embarrassing for Chris Isaac, embarrassing for our community that we can't get more people out to see a great show like this and it was a great show it was fantastic
1: the band and sounded phenomenal chris isaac's voice iconic strong he's hilarious
0: tells great stories in between (laughs) (laughs) only place open was a vietnamese (coughs) Vietnamese bait bait shop shop. uh he's he's the best he is awesome and again like dave said he sounds so crisp so clean with his voice still to this day came up into the balcony off to the side early on yeah and then walked down if you were down on the lower deck lower level he kind of walked through and his guitar player did the same thing later on yeah but just very cool
1: very cool show
0: yeah didn't overwhelm us with the the christmas stuff
1: nope we we were we were looking forward to hearing mele kaliki maka yeah that was the one disappointing and that was the one he didn't play the
0: one disappointing omission of the night was uh i wore my hawaiian shirt just so i could hear his fantastic rendition of mele kaliki maka and he did not do it
1: now, alas
0: he, he played all of his other really cool christmas songs though um almost christmas i love that one yeah very good talking about shopping at the last second Yep. and then the dogs dogs love christmas Christmas too too. yeah (laughs) two of his best but he did not skimp on his old classics we got no wicked game early on early much
1: earlier than i expected
0: yep got uh speak of the devil blue hotel san francisco days so yeah it was about an hour and 35 minutes set yeah but he still worked in well over 20 songs yeah so good very enjoyable
1: if you get a chance you have got to see him
0: yep and of course he he mentioned the uh the dog shelter yeah you know issue brought out little cute dog named what heavy yeah he ain't heavy he's yeah. my brother yeah <laughs> to uh to highlight um you know get out there and, and adopt adopt don't go through the the breeding mills the you know yeah the pet stores you get to the shelters and get an animal mm-hmm. who's been abandoned and you will get a friend for life absolutely yep so that's the thing chris isaac the the dude has got a heart of gold he is awesome he's got a voice like an angel he is awesome i appreciate the fact that the conquistador in mississippi actually trusted me when i begged them i said we've got to go see chris isaac and And of course it bit me in the ass but
1: Hey, whatever. It was a great show. He'd been on the list of wh- singers that I've wanted to see. Yep. Opportunity happened, and it was a great show. Unfortunately, not enough people partook.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, uh, I would give it three and a half frenzies. Easily, yes. Yeah. It was a, a it was great solid, great show. A good time. Yeah. And again, they could have pulled a cheap trick on us. Of course, Dave and I very bitter about. <laughs> the times we've seen bands Word. who have who have saw they've come out they've seen the crowd looked at what they were getting and they said we're going to cut the, the set short and we're getting out of here yeah that's why we call it a cheap trick yeah it's because cheap trick did that to us in Meraville at the star plaza theater yeah we didn't even get an hour and 15 out of them right right so give kudos to chris isaac going over an hour and a half Yep. He didn't have to. Still put on his full show.
1: Yeah. But the, the crowd was very much in. Yes. It.
0: The people that were there were very appreciative. Yeah. Very appreciative. Yes. And I will give you guys again credit. You guys were right there front and center. I heard you every time you could jump in and applaud. And- oh, yeah. Because you had to make up for the lack. Yeah.
1: You need of to... those, the lack of crowd, who was there, had to really show their appreciation that he's still coming out and performing.
0: I will remember. I'm kind of thinking of a past show you and I saw. Now, this show was almost sold out, so it wasn't like it was needed. But when we saw Allison in Chains years ago oh, at the Morris, yeah. the one guy yelled out thank you for coming here yeah thank you for coming to our area for this show yeah now that was almost a sold out show so he didn't have to do that no but that's how pathetic this area is yeah and i actually give that guy props and kudos for trying that's what we needed to do yeah and that's what we tried to do for chris isaac is like dude don't judge the rest of this society here in this area based on these idiots who didn't turn out yeah we care about those who are
1: here showed him the love
0: yes and again just pisses me off frustrating pisses me off beyond belief but again a great great show as dave said go out see chris isaac he is awesome
1: you will not be disappointed
0: funny great songs You'll probably know more songs than you think you do.
1: Yeah, you will. Yep. All right, album review
0: time. A complete 180. Yes. <laughs> Dare we say a pivot? <laughs> we go from the smooth, dulcet Elvis, Roy Orbison-like tones of Chris Isaac 2. <laughs> to, to the screaming banshee. He's like a banshee. banshee. The Benji, but we love him.
1: Yeah. Jesse James Dupree, solo al- album, Breathing Fire, special guest, Brian Johnson on a couple of songs.
0: Yep. Yep. So
1: 10 songs, little over 38 minutes. You're not going to have a Grammy Award winning song from Jesse.
0: It's,
1: <laughs> it's a fact. You're going to have fun with it, though.
0: Yep. Yep. And, and you, that's what this one is. You can look at it in many different ways. You can look at it as it's not jackal. You can you can tell the group dynamic isn't really there. Now, towards the end, I thought you, you started to hear a little bit more of the old jackal, dirty, nasty vibe. Yeah. But like you said, you got that ACDC influence yeah, that really permeates heavy, the album. Heavy. Really perme. He sounds he, literally like by, Bon Scott. Yes.
1: Ex- yes. He sounds like he Bon sounds Scott. He sounds a lot like Bon Scott, on, especially It's Not Love.
0: Yes. Yep. That's yep, where yep, it yep. really shines through. Yep. Yep. He, and of course, it's ironic. Again, we're mentioning Brian Johnson, who had a hand on a couple of these songs. But... But Jesse James Dupree literally sounds like he's channeling Bon Scott yeah, on and, a couple and, of these songs. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the interesting thing is I was trying to look and see who wrote the songs. And it kind of shocked me. The ones that I thought might have Brian Johnson might have had a hand in, he didn't. <laughs> even though they sounded like ACDC songs. Now the one thing that disappointed me was they recycled an old Jackal song that he wrote. Mm -hmm. Kill the Sunshine is actually off an old Jackal album. Now that was back when Jesse James Dupree and Brian Johnson first forged their friendship. Yeah. So he brought that one back in again. I wasn't a fan of that. Don't, I don't want recycled, rehashed. Stuff. No,
1: and it's 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 okay. And it's not even one of their it's best not, songs. No, yeah. it's not. It's 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 right. just there.
0: But now Brian Johnson co-wrote the first single "Never Gets Old." Of course, we've reviewed that. Yep. And then he, along with Jimmy Nail, I don't know who the hell Jimmy Nail is. I don't either. But they wrote the closing track, which I loved love rapidy papa
1: i did not care for it the oh my time. god the first time i oh. heard it i was not it was just okay oh my god but I the more so you much. listen to
0: it the better it gets i love rapidy papa it's my favorite song on the <laughs> album See, because I, I i don't want the clean polished jesse james dupree i no. need him more ragged that's why towards the end of the album i was really getting into it more yeah um Now, I will say the first four songs kick ass.
1: Oh, my God. Absolutely kick ass. Now, I think my favorite on here kicks it off with Lay It On Me.
0: Very good. Very good. Top three for me. It comes out
1: and just hits you. Yep. It sets the tone. Yep. And it's probably some of his smoothest vocals
0: yeah for <laughs> for for what,
1: for, for, what for he, him yeah for exactly. what he does
0: yeah i mean it's right he's got a very gravelly yeah again a Bon scott brian johnson type of voice yeah uh well i i agree it's a fantastic song see i was gonna go with it's not love i think it's not love oh it's is not love
1: is a lot of fun
0: too. rodeo rodeo rodeo, rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> I, that probably and next it, to Rapidy Papa is my yeah, favorite. Yeah,
1: and it, like we said, It's Not Love is where he sounds the most like Bon Scott.
0: Yeah. Yep. I thought, again, in the middle is where well, we're seeing this with a lot of these albums lately we reviewed. The middle is soft. Um, I think from Stranded through Over My Dead Body.
1: Yeah, see, I kind of like Stranded.
0: It's Okay it was i, I didn't then, hate let's put it this way i did not hate any of the songs no, again kill the them. sunshine is a recycled old jackal song yeah. so i didn't appreciate that yeah i didn't uh, give me another new an original tune
1: yeah born but, to
0: ride the lightning
1: it kind of grows uh, on you there's a couple of cute little lyrics it's, in again, there it's
0: got an acdc but, vibe yeah again
1: again and then over my dead body not bad. Okay. But again, not bad.
0: And then, then as I get, I was getting into White, White Flag. Flags I love is, White Flag. The more you hear, yeah.
1: that's yeah.
0: The, again, I like the dirty, down and dirty, nasty, old Jesse James Jackal vibe. Like yeah. the last two songs, I think give you. Even yeah. though that last song is a Brian Johnson partial composition, right? But but White but Flag, it's... I love the way the album ends with White Flag and Rapidly Papa. Yeah. Because I just I don't like the clean. Oh, let's just rock out and talk yeah, about know, how awesome and rock me- and sex are. I, I like something a little different. Where and white flag has that little subversive vibe to it. Yeah, kind of like the down on me. And, yeah, it's just something different. You get that little innuendo stuff rocking in yeah, there. And, your white flag's got a stain on it. Yeah, I mean I just like the the imagery, you know. You know you, yeah you, you're surrendering but you know it doesn't necessarily fit it, it's just something a little different than the base never gets old having sex yeah, and rock and roll. and roll again great song but but you gotta it take it for what it is and- yes yep again that's why i love it's not love because the it's, comparisons he makes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, not it's, eight it's, it's not love. It's seconds on the it, bull. It's not love. It's it's a very, very well-written song. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, this was more more fun than a lot of the albums that this we've listened is, this to. This is shirt. a
1: lot better than a lot of what we've listened
0: yeah. to. No, I'm not saying it's a top three, top five album of the year. No, and it's Of course, not. we'll get to that in about a month. Yep. That's coming up. But uh, I'll give it a strong three Frenzies. Absolutely.
1: It could have gone three and a half. If you'd have hit two other songs, three if you want to replace Kill the
0: Sunshine. I'm with you. Yeah, I think that's about right. That's a good good assessment. Um, yeah, again, I, But I'm it's, it's not
1: disappointing at all.
0: I'm obsessing about the fact that for some ridiculous reason, again, I think it's because he brought Brian Johnson in here again for a couple of these songs he felt like he had to redo kill the sunshine yeah and it didn't need to be done no now i should we should note that this album is basically a trio he brought roman glick in from jackal to yeah. play bass on drums his son yeah
1: who was a former drummer for the band whalen that opened. <laughs> for them i think the first time we saw them down yeah at the eight second saloon
0: yeah before they switched over to spanky's playground
1: yeah because his son moved on from whalen to another yeah. band
0: yeah his son nigel t dupree yep so very cool keep it in that, the family that's awesome yep yep so i don't maybe that's why he thought he could get away with doing kill the sunshine again instead of it being the jackal vibe he's got this this different dynamic going yeah still don't like the song i still don't think it's a great song no it's not but for the most part everything is a weak
1: link on there yeah
0: for the most part everything else on breathing fire is awesome yes so check that one out kids all right couple new songs for you we cannot find the getty lee stuff yet no um even though it was promised that it would be out. Yeah, still not available.
1: So, which one you wanna do?
0: Start with the good stuff. Let's go with The Priest. Yep. Second single from the upcoming 2024 album, Invincible Shield is Trial by Fire, which I liked a lot more.
1: Yes, this is definitely better than the first
0: single that yep. we reviewed yeah panic attack yeah um and, and the more i listen to panic attack i'm getting into it a little bit more but trial by fire is more of your and i'm not saying this in a bad way more of your standard straight on head banging judas priest yes
1: lyrically it's yeah. great yeah you got your nice guitar riffs going yes. on in
0: there Rob Halford with the, the great vocal. Oh my God. I the have suffered could... trial by fire. Still and, it, it, sounds good. Yes, it's amazing how good he sounds. <laughs> and of course, in May of 2024, <laughs> we will have our review of Judas Priest and the Invincible Shield yep. tour.
1: We are taking the my boys to see them for the third time.
0: Yep. So I'm, I'm encouraged by the first two songs so far. Sounds like pretty pretty solid. I don't want to say run-of-the-mill, but no, dependable, solid, dependable Judas Priest. Yeah. Yes. I will give Trial by Fire, again, a solid three frenzies. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't know if I can even go close to that with the latest from David Lee Roth, though. High Fashion Girl. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's I not couldn't get, be... into I no, could not was... get into it. I could not get into it no it was i don't know it, what
0: it was supposed to be it's an acoustic it's just it's an acoustic mess yeah. is what it is yeah i there's, don't know if he thinks he's there's no clever.
1: cohesion to it it's at not all. catchy no there's nothing catchy about it no it started off okay maybe this could go somewhere and then it just nose but dived Into the abyss from hell.
0: It's just like noodling around lyrically.
1: Yeah, nothing rhymes. Musically. No cohesion to what he's doing.
0: No. A week, week, one and a half frenzies. Yeah. Yeah. Avoid high fashion girl. Yeah. And again, he's putting out stuff basically almost every week, it seems like lately. And we have another one (laughs) for (laughs) next week. But wait, yes, we do. But um again, it would be nice to see him put out yeah. the album with all this stuff. Yeah, just so we could come listen on, to it Dave. in its full, you know, see the sequence of songs, see how he would put it together.
1: Yeah, is
0: maybe things would make more sense. Yeah. I don't know. Because some of these songs are great. The shit that killed Elvis was great. Yeah. But again, we get high fashion girl, which kind of sucks. Sounds like an awful B side to "Just Like Paradise," you know. Yeah, I don't even know if I would give it a B side. <laughs> I would say it I know, should have it's... been in the
1: in the closet or on the cutting room floor. Yeah,
0: no, I agree with you. It's not that good. But again, next week we might get a better song from him. Which, which, which we might have next week because the latest from David Lee Roth is out. Yes, your weekly <laughs> David Lee Roth. <laughs> song is out wash and fold no oh, god wash and fold is on the agenda for next week ancient chinese secret i've listened to it it's better okay. it's not it's not up to the level of the shit that killed elvis but at least it's better than high fashion girl It wouldn't take much um we have new blackberry smoke hammer in the nail the third single from their upcoming album we have new ace fraley oh my very interesting how he releases the album art the track list and the first single from his upcoming album ten thousand volts as we get ready for this weekend the final kiss show of all time and of course Mm. ace drops all this just a few days before I'm sure bitterly trying to distract people, yeah, from that because he said there's no way in hell he will show up for the final show. And
1: there you go. Terrible,
0: awful egos. Yeah, the bitterness involved, just crazy. So, what is the song? Ten thousand oh, volts. It's ten thousand volts. Okay. Yes, ten thousand volts. Now, for an album review next week, we might want to split, and I have an idea. It's up to you. I will put it in the Conquistadors' court. All right. What are our options? All right. I am going to review the new Peter Gabriel album, I O. If you would prefer, now I would still at some point like to listen to and review the album, but if you would prefer to stay away from Peter Gabriel, I am not a Peter Gabriel fan in any way. Then why don't you go ahead and review the new Struts album? I could do that. Now, again, I want to listen well, to it at some point and review it. We, but could, we could hold off on the struts. Do you have another one? I will find something. You sure? I will find something. I don't want to throw you under the bus. If but I I've can just find been, something, I've been looking that's forward fine. to this Peter Gabriel album for a long time. And again, I know it's not your cup of tea. Yep. I will, I will see if I can find something. Okay. If you can't, though, go ahead and review the struts. Because... I have a little bit of a, a schedule for us because we got Dirty Honey, right? Which I definitely want to listen to here in the next couple weeks. Got a Christmas album,
1: so, so I, I, we can save the struts. I will see if I can come up with something else. There's one Okay, because I do want to review it. Yeah. I do. There, there's there's a couple things that have been popping that I want to want to take a listen to a little deeper. That okay, probably are not going to be in your wheelhouse. There you
0: go. Yes. And that makes perfect sense. And But again, I've been waiting for this Peter Gabriel album all fucking year. As he's been releasing a new song, Every New Moon. Yeah. And now finally the album's coming out. And most of the stuff I've heard I like. But it's mellow, might not be your cup of tea. None of, very few of
1: his songs do I care Let's put it this way. You're
0: not getting Sledgehammer. You're not getting Big Time. That's Uh, fine. I didn't care for those. Yeah, this is more introspective, mellow stuff. But I liked it. I really liked a lot of what I heard. So, we'll see. See, probably the only song of his that I've liked is Salisbury Hill. Yeah, see, this is more like that vibe. This is more, so Yeah but yeah but sledge in the- no he's not doing that whole sledgehammer trying to be hip cool you know 80s dance vibe stuff yeah no this is more musings on mortality that type of thing a little bit mellow i know that doesn't sound like oh let's dance party time musings on mortality yeah but no but no i sometimes you gotta you gotta draw it back a little bit mellow out you know and again what i've heard is very good but again we'll we'll
1: see where i wind up
0: one never knows so the next segment kids will be fun because movies and books now books were all set we've got a mutual book review and then dave's got a bonus book review but the movie segment will be fun now dave's gonna play catch up i reviewed blue beetle last week So he's going to give you his review. I'll chime in. And I will just say this about my movie review. For the first time ever in the years we've been doing this podcast, I'm cheating. I'm cheating. What? I've cheated. I have cheated completely and totally. I have taken the rules of sports frenzy and disregarded them. You son of a bitch. You want to know how I cheated? You're going to have to stick around to find out. Dave and I will be right back. When the mindless zombies at the major sports networks won't leave you alone. When the forces of evil on local sports radio have you cornered. Load up the boomstick known as Sports Frenzy 2.0. Available on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio, Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and CastBox. Kevin Dave will drive the dull and boring voices in your head away and offer you the sports salvation you need. New episodes drop every Thursday. And don't forget the weekend edition every Saturday. Where the Maestro and the Conquistador might just review your favorite horror flick. Sports Frenzy 2.0. It's groovy. All
1: right, kids. Hopefully you're starting to feel a little bit better now. The second segment of Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition, is on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Amazon, Audible, and iHeartRadio, otherwise known as Sports Frenzy 2.0.
0: You change things up on me. (laughs) You never do that. You always say iHeart Sports Frenzy. I know, I wanted to catch you off guard. And then you you (laughs) read through them so quickly, it's ridiculous. Like you just had 15 cups of coffee. You throw me all off-kilter, Dave! I know. That's the maestro, Kevin Crane. Of course, that's the conquistador, Dave Hite. Second segment. Movies and books. Yes, so this will be a very interesting segment here.
1: (laughs) All right, let's play catch-up. The Blue Beetle, DC. Why do we keep subjecting ourselves to DC superhero movies?
0: I would say right now it's both DC and Marvel. Well, yeah. So we, why do we subject ourselves? This is all feeding into, and I said this last week, now we maybe owe an apology to Martin Scorsese. Perhaps we do, because, because this if- last
1: two years have been abysmally bad
0: with the exception of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Completely agree. Completely agree. But Yeah, these superhero movies are not Endgame back. No. Once we got Endgame, it seems like... Then it, they just said, they gave screw up. it. They said, let's just let's milk just the cash cow. Let's just be lazy writing. Yep, let's milk oh, the cash Oh, everything's
1: got to be PC. We've got to change gender on characters and blah, blah, blah. God blue beetle had potential. Well, I you, will say
0: the f- effects were
1: phenomenal.
0: Well off Mike, tell the people what you told me off Mike. You had some really good points about this movie. Now yeah. I reviewed it last week, but you came up with some great points. So to me,
1: why the hell did you have the family dynamic the way it was? It was it was pathetic. It was a joke. This, the kid goes to try and get a job. And in the background, the family's there chanting his name with everybody walking around. Ridiculous.
0: The sister,
1: horrible, did not, oh my God, what purpose did she really serve?
0: Again, I said that last week. I I basically said in much harsher terms, she should have died. Yeah, she was just
1: no, useless. And then why are you making Nana, his abuela, grandma, a badass with the machine gun? And
0: it It all points it to lazy writing.
1: Absolutely lazy writing. It was just not good. The the basis was there. The execution was shoddy.
0: Yeah, and now it, it, it scares me that James Gunn thinks that this character is good enough to carry forward into his version of the Marvel or the That's, DC That universe. scares me.
1: That scares me that he's signing off on this. I didn't mind the actor playing it. No, he was fine. But the ancillary family and everything there was not needed. And George
0: Lopez. Oh, my God. George Lopez was so over the top.
1: Again, this is, Gun. what were you thinking with this? It's not a Guardians-type well, situation. Well, it's not
0: him, but the fact that he thinks that this character yeah, can that, be pulled forward into his vision. Yeah,
1: signing off to bring me. it forward. It needs a major revamp for it
0: too. And I, I, I think I pointed out the two things that I did like was, number one, they brought in omak which yeah. is a, a side character in the dc universe that i kind of was cool with them bringing in and then at the very very end again you have to stick around stick into
1: the credits
0: where they kind of earlier in the movie they explained the old blue beetle right. which is the blue beetle that i know about and again was it a very integral character no in the DC universe but at least they took the time to explain how why it, the blue beetle was what it was without the tech yeah. without all the you know the the whole you know scarab implanted in the back yeah. thing ted cord yeah you got the
1: you got the whole the background, background
0: and the history and then that ties into the credit scene yes which was cool where yeah it, there 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 could be a future but again better writing is needed much much better writing cut the family yeah cut the family out completely you don't need it
1: this this is one where you don't need that type of comic relief no the no. Blue Beetle is kind of a farce in and of itself, but yes. they took it way
0: too right. far. If you if you looked at the scene, I won't spoil, but if you look at the scene where I'm talking about where they're kind of explaining the past of Blue Beetle and they, they kind of like with the Bat Cave yeah. show the old uniforms, the old costumes yeah. that the Blue Beetle wore in his original incarnation, without all the tech. Yeah. There's one that's actually got a pillow. (laughs) Yeah. Because Blue Beetle was a fat, overweight, out of shape, rich guy. Yeah. And uh, that I kind of liked. And they kind of like throw that by the wayside after that and just say, here you go. Here's your nod to the old DC fan. Now we're going to go in this direction. So what do you give it?
1: I'll give uh, God. I'm bouncing between a one and a half and a week two. I've got to go one and a half.
0: Okay, that's what I gave it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just guess I wouldn't have have been offended if you'd given it a week two. I I can't go that high though. Yeah,
1: there's just too many, too much downside to it to yeah. go there.
0: And I said. It's better than Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So at least it's got that going
1: for it. I have yet to see that, and I probably won't
0: now. Don't subject yourself to that. Don't. Don't. Oh, my God. All right. All right, you cheating bastard. All right. We set some rules, some guidelines when we first started Sports Frenzy. In the Weekend Edition in particular. And we said that we're reviewing new movies, movies we've never seen before. And if you watch an old movie with a special circumstance, then you that have there's a story, a story
1: behind it.
0: Yes, I watched a fucking movie just because I wanted to. <laughs> and I don't have any story time behind it other than the fact that I just wanted to watch this fucking movie again.
1: Well, there you go.
0: I watched The Nice Guys again.
1: (laughs) Oh my god.
0: I had to. I wanted to. God help me, I needed to. And it was
1: glorious. It was brilliant again. You had to see it because of watching the trailer for The Fall Guy, didn't
0: you? Well, we had the. It's not story time. I don't think it warrants story time, but On Thanksgiving, we talked about how cool Ryan Gosling has become. Between the Fall Guy, I mean, Barbie, whatever. You can take that for what you will. Yeah. But, again, the Gray Man.
1: Oh, Gray Man is phenomenal. And then we got
0: back into his history talking about Drive. I just, I got home and I turned on Netflix. I was like, I've got to watch The Nice Guys again.
1: See, we've got story time.
0: (laughs) oh my god you people haven't we just reviewed it a a couple months ago yeah if you have not watched the nice guys you have got to it is an all-time classic oh my god it is still i could i've watched it eight times already did you fall down the hill (laughs) again (laughs) did you fall down again (laughs) yes the more you watch it the more great lines come out of it it's just ridiculous don't say anal and stuff. Just say, <laughs> say anal. anal. <laughs> the cookie jar, you know, John it's, Boy, John like Boy. the Waltons. <laughs> it is just—it's li- brilliantly literally written. Along along with Hot Tub Time Machine, those two movies, The Nice Guys and Hot Tub Time Machine, are what I would call neo classics.
1: Yeah, brilliantly written. And they've actually come out acted. in the
0: last 10 to 15 years. Yeah. They're, they're just brilliant throughout. Yes. We all grew up in the age of golden, the golden age of movies, Jaws, Star Wars, Die Hard, all those. But you've got to take these newer movies for what they are. And these two are the two new classics in yes. my eyes. Because I can watch they w- them they would over have held and over up, and over again.
1: They would have held up. Late seventies through the eighties.
0: Yes. Yeah. Easily. What do you think of this ad? I mean it makes you look Hispanic, but right? <laughs> <laughs> good to see you start drinking again. again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just brilliant. It's just a brilliant, brilliant movie. Ryan Gosling, awesome. Russell, Russell Crowe, awesome. So good. Yes. So good. Yep. Uh I, I can't I'm sorry. I cheated. I cheated, and I'm sorry. But I cheated with the nice guys. Wow, that sounds With the bad. best of intentions. <laughs> yeah, that sounds bad. That sounds bad. I cheated with the nice guys, but I had to watch it again. It was just, just sitting there waiting for me, and I had to watch it. And again, you know, you people out there should know, If you find a movie that you like,
1: watch it. In this movie, watch it again and again. Oh my
0: God. It is just phenomenal. Phenomenal. But there are also books out there to read. That's right. If you can't find a movie like The Nice Guys to watch, you read a book and have the movie in your head. Yes, because that's what a lot of us do. As we read, we kind of project images yes into the words that's a great great segue dave i like that you're welcome because we've talked about this yep you and i read a lot of the same series Yep. and who we would have as the the, play
1: certain characters who we
0: envision yes and we've talked about the prey series and the virgil flower series from john sanford yes the latest book in that series is Judgment Prey. Yes. Now, of course, initially the Prey series was just Lucas Davenport, and then he branched one of the minor characters, Virgil Flowers, into his own series. Yep. And now the last
1: three Prey books have been a combination of Lucas and
0: Virgil. Right. Now he's also got Letty Davenport. Yep, and she's coming back in so the next prey book Toxic Prey in 2024 will be a Letty and Lucas. Yep. A a father-daughter tale. Yep. Of- she's an adopted daughter. Yep. So and then hopefully that means we get a solo Virgil Flowers.
1: Yes, that should be how it lines up.
0: But of course, now going back to what you alluded to, I have always pictured and you'll you'll just rip me apart for this. I have always pictured Virgil Flowers as Chris Jericho, the wrestler. And I know, he's supposed to be thinner, but... Yeah, but
1: just the description of the hair. Right, right. That's what I and think does it for me. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, a thinner Jericho. Yes, yes, definitely. Much thinner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the lanky Yeah, if person. he drops the
0: steroids and... yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: There you go. Yep. All right. Judgment prey. Minneapolis, a judge and his two boys are gunned down in their home. Wife comes home to find the bodies and some miraculously, the baby is still alive. Yep. And it becomes a shit show, a shit show of political proportions, as you can imagine.
0: Yeah, the story kind of branches off into two different levels, two different areas. Yeah. Um, You got Virgil and Lucas working
1: their investigation. And then you got the wife and her friend slash lover, the two females, trying to work it out and do the revenge thing on their own.
0: But meanwhile, you have another character introduced early who gets all paranoid and worried about a certain angle, financial angle, that he's working on. So he takes a turn for the worse and creates another storyline that Virgil and Lucas have to explore. Yeah. So you got these
1: three and then the fourth side the actual killer and what he's trying to protect. <laughs> so it's this is this is one of the more complex storylines that Sanford has come up with. Yeah, I, and he does a lot of focus usually the focus is Lucas and Virgil the majority and then the killer that they're trying to track down. This Lucas and Virgil, you feel, are on the periphery with more focus on the women, the finance guy, and then a little bit of the actual killer.
0: Yes, completely agree. Um, It's definitely a change. Yeah, it almost, almost felt to me like, and with Sanford's Prey novels and with Jonathan Kellerman and his Alex Delaware novels, they remind me of the TV show Law and Order sometimes. Sometimes. Where where it's a procedural. Yeah. You feel like, and I'm not saying this in a bad way. I'm just saying that it's so plot heavy, so plot driven, that like you said, very well said, by the way, this particular book, Judgment Prey, the plot and the twists and the turns and the motivations of the (laughs) bad people the, the the characters, the villains overwhelms and takes your heroes Davenport and flowers and puts them in the back seat yeah and sometimes it works well and sometimes it doesn't. I think here it works to a point there but I, I don't feel this was one of the best of of sanford's books it wasn't it wasn't 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 bad bad at all
1: no it's still better than most of what you're going to get from anybody oh sure
0: yes absolutely but
1: yeah it 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 fell off open-ended at the end it is it's very open you don't get
0: a clean conclusion
1: a clean resolution no there's there it's open for a revisit for a couple of these characters yes so um, yeah i think it went a little too far with with the female characters
0: yeah and again i don't have a problem with with focusing on the plot on the the crime on the you know Everything that's going on in the investigation on the periphery, you know, you bring in all these other detectives because you've got the FBI, you've got the U.S. Marshals, you've got the BCA involved. And you've got the local Minneapolis police. Right. Minneapolis, St. Paul police are involved. So you've got a whole bunch of different characters involved from all these different contingencies. Now... I'm all for that. I don't care. You bring in all these different characters as long as you I write like it clean, a clean deep plot. Right.
1: With multiple characters, right. multiple things going on. I can deal with that. Right. And pull it all together.
0: Right. I just kind of if I'm reading a book going in about it, you know, I'm expecting Davenport and Flowers to be front and center. And I Okay. I don't get as much of them as I want. Right. And you would you have always talked about how their interactions Yeah, the dynamic between the two is so good. It's so much fun. Yes. Yes. They are awesome. They they have so many great lines. Sanford does a great job of creating splitting his mind yeah. and creating those two characters and making them so different. Yet, yeah, you can tell they care about each other. They're, They're friends, but they friends give each other shit all the time about everything.
1: Yeah, even though their interests are very much the same.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but they come at it different ways, yeah. and and so in a way, I'm sad to see that the next book will not be Davenport and Flowers again. But again, if if he goes and does a Flowers solo, then I'm fine with it. Right. Because we've had a few couple of Letty's
1: yep. finding her way as a new, new agent, right? We've had Davenport and Flowers solo. Let's do Flowers solo again. Let's get Letty in, but I do want another straight Davenport solo at some point as well. Yeah, I
0: can see that. And yeah,
1: harkening back, but the Flowers Davenport together
0: are just so much fun. Yep. They do have a great, and again, kudos beyond belief to John Sanford for being able to do that. Yeah. To take two different characters that he's created and interweave them and, and bring them back together.
1: Yeah. With the age difference between the two, well, the experiences. Well, after, and... after
0: establishing them both separately. Yeah. I mean, he took flowers from Dabble. the Prey books yeah. and then made him a, focal a star point. on his own. Yeah. Let's say a star on his own. Through how many books? Eight, nine, ten books? Yeah. And, and then, then he together. brings them back together again. Just seamlessly. Yeah. So I, I will give Judgment Prey a solid three frenzies.
1: Yep. That's right where I'm at with it.
0: Never a disappointment. No. 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 And so. I, I missed a, a couple, three, four Prey books in there. Got away from him, But when he brought Flowers in, I was like, I'm back in. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Next up, Janet Ivanovich,
1: Dirty 30, the latest Stephanie Plum, Trenton's f- most famous female bounty hunter. Yes, Stephanie and Lula are back. Good God, help the world. <laughs> this one. there's a lot, there's not really any laugh out loud moments that you get with a lot of the past ones, but you're going to find yourself chuckling throughout and nothing ever goes right for Stephanie. Her life is a hot mess. She's got her boyfriend who's a Trenton police detective and who could be her boyfriend, Ranger, the former bounty hunter, who now runs a security service, always there to help her, providing her with cars when hers get blown up. (laughs) So there, she's trying to find the bail skip from a robbery of a jewelry store. And the jewelry store owner also hires her to find his former security guard. Mass chaos ensues. Lots of double crosses, plot twists. People aren't who you think they are. And of course, Stephanie in her way stumble, bumbles, and flops her way through. And after years of, nope, Ranger doesn't want to marry her. Morelli, her boyfriend, doesn't want to get married. Lo and behold, now everybody wants to get married. <laughs> <laughs> who will she pick? We'll have to wait for 31, whatever the hell Ivanovich is going to call it. (laughs) So they're fun reads. It doesn't take a brain surgeon, but they're fun and enjoyable. It's a three. It's it's one of the better
0: tales. So there you go. I always find it interesting. Again, we've talked about this in the past with, with a lot of the books, the series that we read, especially we mentioned Jonathan Kellerman yeah. and Alex Delaware, and now there's never been any kind of an Alex mm-hmm. Delaware movie or TV series. They failed the one time, I guess you would call it a failure. Yeah, when one they for tried the money. With Catherine uh, oh, Heigl. Yeah. You know, did not do nearly as well, considering the massive audience that yeah. these books have. Yeah,
1: men and women alike. Yeah they they are
0: fun lighthearted reads now you you probably you've read all of them oh yeah who would you picture being a good stephanie plum obviously people didn't resonate with katherine heigl
1: no she had the look for it but not the personality
0: <sighs> who could sandra bullock would have been good see i was gonna say that's what i've heard sandra bullock would have been perfect i've heard a lot of people say sandra bullock would have been good yeah yeah
1: because she's got that quirkiness to her yeah she would have nailed this big time
0: yep and again you and i have talked about of course in two weeks roughly we get the second season of reacher Lee Child's iconic character, and we think they finally got it right yeah. with Alan Rickson as Jack Reacher, as opposed to the diminutive to Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> but it's important. You've got to. You we talked to about it earlier. Char- right. We they, talked about it visualizing the yeah, characters. NBC effed up
1: the first time with the first Prey book, oh God. Prey movie oh on God. TV. God. Eric LaSalle is Lucas Davenport. No, no, total miscast, bad. You were more tolerable of the second than I was. Mark Harmon was better, but still did not portray Lucas the way he should be portrayed. More of a
0: badass. Yeah. You know, I could not could not take Mark Harmon as the badass that I think Lucas Davenport is. Yeah. You know needed a little bit of a harder edge guy
1: yeah i mean my god he's a former college hockey player
0: yep yep and of course he is if you've read the books he lives on the edge he is dark he he suffers through bouts of depression he He, literally debates whether or not he he will manipulate the situation to get
1: justice He doesn't care about the law.
0: He cares about justice. Right. Going back to the book we just read, Judgment Prey, you know, he is posed with that question. Yeah. By the wife of the victim, the judge who gets killed early on. Yeah. If it was your wife, your kids, how would you handle it? You're telling me you wouldn't go after the guy with lethal force and kill him? And he kind of said, I don't know what I would do. We know what you would yeah. do. Yeah. It would be scorched earth. Yep. Yeah. All right. Before we wrap up segment two, one quick movie note. A movie that we both liked here within the last couple of years is getting a sequel. The Black Phone. The Black Ooh. Phone 2 Ooh. is now officially a go with everybody returning. That will be out June the 27th of 2025. Nice. Very, very creepy. Very, very well done movie. Should we put a movie on the slate for next week or or do you want to just play it by ear? Uh, We should probably put a movie on the slate. Okay. Well, Uh... on Peacock this Friday, I don't know how you feel about this. Exorcist believer, what do you think? Uh, you're you're looking like you got a
1: Yeah, I wasn't wild about the trailer for it. Okay, so I don't know. We'll see all right because i've got other options we we could do you want to do the eddie murphy no, holiday no you can
0: do that candy cane lane and i'll tell you what i'll tell you what if you want to do candy cane lane i will catch up and i, I, will, I will catch up and watch no hard feelings how about that because i will have access to that this weekend okay we can do that so, and then
1: we can push the exorcist back that's fine i'll
0: have to look at that yeah. again yeah I, I, I got to deal with a mediocre movie about the devil versus Jennifer Lawrence's boobs. I'll, I'll take, take Jennifer, I'll take Lawrence's, Jennifer
1: Lawrence's, boobs. Lawrence's boobs. Yeah,
0: so uh. so you can watch Candy Cane Lane, and I will watch if, no if Hard I Feelings. get around to it. Okay, I might find something better. Well, if you find something better, go for it. So we'll we'll see what happens. All right, kids. So there you go. Segment two is over and done, but we still have TV and streaming Fargo. Season five to talk about. We have WWE War Games, the recap. <laughs> Even though it wasn't all that great, there was a fantastic ending to War Games, which we'll discuss. A little bit of TV and streaming news, and a bunch of dumbasses for your Uncle Dave. Here we go. So, life we, is good. You've got one more segment left here, but it's going to be a great one. Dave and I'll be right back. Stay tuned, kids. Stuck in a no-win situation? Wife being held captive while your feet bleed? Take a second to decompress. Pull out your smartphone and listen to Sports Frenzy 2.0 on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and CastBox. And don't forget to check out their Facebook page. The Maestro and the Conquistador will take your mind off your dire predicament and give you the best non-PC sports commentary you'll find anywhere. And once you compose your exit strategy and take down some German terrorists, you'll want to yell, yippee ki Sports Frenzy 2.0! All right, everybody, third and final segment here, the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. You've got that grease flowing through your veins, hopefully, with the caffeine from the coffee, getting ready to do it all over again on Saturday night. But we're not done with you yet. Nope, one final segment. And God help you, if you haven't been watching Fargo over all these years, the outstanding FX series series. Spearheaded by Noah Hawley. Shame on you. Season five just started. Two episodes in now. The tricky thing is with it dropping on Tuesday nights and us taping on Wednesday nights.
1: We're Makes gonna, it a little
0: tough. Yeah, we're going to kind of be a week behind here. Yeah. So even though there are three episodes out, we're through the first two. Wow. And of course... Everything you most
1: of the time it takes place. Minnesota, North Dakota, up there in those areas where they kind of talk like this, don't you know?
0: Minnesota, nice. (laughs) Minnesota, nice.
1: Yeah. So, quirky characters once again. Yeah,
0: Juno Temple. Oh my God, she's unbelievable as the lead character in this. She's unbelievable. she, she is a it.
1: complete badass who plays a meek, mild housewife and mother.
0: Yes, and we still have to find out why she is such a badass. <clears throat> yeah. There, there's, because we is, need the full freaking backstory. She is able to do things that the normal housewife, in terms of it's Rambo, Rambo-like tactics, would never it, it, be able to do. Yeah,
1: no. She her her knowledge of death and destruction is amazing. Yes. Reactions to dire circumstances. Yeah. She doesn't, she just reacts. Yep. There, There's no hemming and hawing on what she's going to do. She's decisive. Yep.
0: So that's why this, this season is looking phenomenal because you've got this question that needs to be answered. You've got her mother in law, Jennifer Jason Lee, playing the ultimate bitch rich from bitch. Hell. Yes.
1: And then John Hamm playing a sheriff of a small town, his own fiefdom, thinking that his
0: wife is missing. Yeah. Yep. We're not trying to do spoilers here. No. So it's. But yeah, he, wow! This he, this story as it develops is going to get really freaking yes. bizarre. Yes, and again, <clears throat> this is what makes the Fargo series so great. Is somehow each and every season, Noah Hawley figures out a way. Again, they say these are true stories. Yeah, that really, everything's happened.
1: based on a true stories, and they change the names, but the facts are this are real. Yeah.
0: I can't believe this happened. The mine. <laughs> Especially the way this season starts. Yeah. Like, are you freaking kidding that, me? That was surreal. I mean, that was, and I'm not going to spoil, this isn't a spoiler, but the, the season starts out with basically, it, it feels like there's, there's been a drug of some sort. <laughs> Channeled into this school board meeting or whatever it is where they're all beating the hell out of each other. And Juno Temple's character is trying to get out with her daughter. And and is accosted by
1: a teacher. And it's just
0: mass freaking chaos. Yes. And then we get an incident that happens, again, through no fault of her own because of her reactions. Self-preservation leads into how everything descends into chaos. But I mean, just that (sighs) opening scene with these people basically pummeling each other, beating on each other in the middle of a meeting about a a play or something going on at the school. Yeah.
1: And you think, okay, so this is where it's going. And
0: nope, it's just the background. And you really never got any explanation as to why. All those people no. were just like beating the hell out of each other. Yeah, nothing nothing yet. Yeah.
1: Maybe it'll come into play. Hopefully. Hopefully. I want answers.
0: So so far. Fantastic. Season five of Fargo is awesome. So now WWE War Games. Yes, wrestling time for the Maestro. <laughs> yes, it's now just the premium live events I will discuss. I am cutting back on my wrestling viewing. Cutting back the weeklies. Yes. But now overall this was very boring. A very very boring um, premium live event. Very short though thankfully. Only two, two and a half hours, two hours, 45 minutes. But the very end was where the drama happened. First off we get the reappearance of the viper the apex predator randy orton is back after a year and a half off after spinal fusion surgery we get randy orton back and i love randy orton so very happy to have him back but the bigger showstopper scene-stealing headline at the very very end of war games C.M. Punk is back in the WWE. I thought he became persona non grata. Everybody, everybody thought that, Dave. This is why it was so unbelievably shocking. Now, of course, War Games happened at the Allstate Arena in Chicago. His hometown. Yes, so that's why they brought him out at the very end even though he got fired from AEW because of a couple incident incidences where he was abusive physically to other wrestlers but did they deserve not, it and he had not been with WWE for over a decade i give credit to Triple H Paul Levesque who of course next to Vince McMahon is the the head honcho, yeah, now at WWE, posting on social media <clears> afterwards, <throat> him and him and, and CM Punk caption a very very cold day in hell, <laughs> <laughs> and of course he he says something very wise, very smart afterwards. He says, you know, people are asking the, the press are asking why did you bring CM Punk back? He's had such a bad reputation. And and Triple H says, basically, it's been 10 years. If you cannot change after 10 years as a person, as a human being, then there's something wrong with you. And I think we've all changed. So that's why we felt we could bring him back. Now, I've got to believe he's on a short, short oh, leash. Oh, he's got to be. He's one one misstep, one step over the line. He's, he's gone. done. But. They've already got something going on with him and Seth Rollins for the <laughs> the World Heavyweight title. On Raw this past Monday night, Seth Rollins basically came out, addressed it, and said, he's a hypocrite. I'm not happy he's here. So that means that eventually those two are so going to go at it for the World Heavyweight title. As Roman Reigns doesn't Still. do anything as a universal title holder
1: what a useless waste of a wrestler.
0: I don't know what the dynamics are behind the scenes. I don't know why he doesn't wrestle anymore. He doesn't show up anymore. He doesn't do anything anymore. But if he had been doing something they didn't tell him to do, if he'd been doing something wrong, you would think they would fire him or they would. Yeah. He would lose it. So this is by design, I guess this is by their plan. This, this, makes
1: zero sense in the overall Roman scheme Reigns, of wrestling Roman Reigns
0: was nowhere to be found at war games. Nowhere to be found. He's nowhere to be found anytime. He wrestles like every three months now. He should be wrestling weekly. Well and the thing is if this wasn't fiction, if this was actual real, you know, people cared about I mean he's just tacking on. To his record of having that belt.
1: But it doesn't make any difference the length of time. Bruno San Martino wrestled every fucking week. Yeah. Well, everybody used to
0: wrestle every week. Yeah. The title was always on the line. Literally, Roman Reigns has wrestled for the title. I would I would say once in the past five months. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That is absolutely. He wrestled LA night. A month and a half ago
1: that's pathetic
0: yeah i agree i agree and i like roman reigns there there's something going on behind the scenes there's got to be either he's got a health issue i don't know what they're trying to pull they're milking this too much
1: you have got
0: to put your stars out there yeah this is bad this is just bad all around yep All right, we spoke about Noah Hawley, of course, the showrunner for Fargo. Well, Noah Hawley is now one of those people like Yellowstone, Tyler Sheridan, you know. Now, basically, he can run up. He's got how many shows on Paramount? He's got, you know, Mayor of Kingstown. He's got Tulsa King. Right. Those are all his shows. So he basically runs Paramount now because... You know he's got the golden touch right right no Holly he seems to have the golden touch with FX because now he's got the green light for an alien prequel series Timothy Oliphant has been cast as one of the leads interesting so we get to see Raylan Givens versus <laughs> <is> the alien <laughs> how about that kids how about that that could be fun yes but timothy timothy oliphant <laughs> as they cast this noah hawley scripted alien prequel yep very very
1: cool very there. intriguing all right i've got finished up season two of bosch legacies on freebie based on michael connelly's character harry Bosch, you know they had five seasons on prime and then he did the retirement now he's a pi season two is very very good the quality is still there very good i highly recommend keeping going with it and then we've got word that the bosch universe is expanding a little bit Renee Ballard, one of the characters he's written in the last couple years that Connolly's brought in, working the night shift. She's teamed up with Bosch on a couple of cases. He's helped her out. She is getting her own show. So it'll keep Wellover going for a little while yet. Does a phenomenal job playing Harry Bosch. So good. So, looking forward to that.
0: All right, let's move on to Moments of Silence. A very, very uh, mixed bag, let's say. And, of course, first and foremost, which just happened a few hours ago as we are taping here on the 29th. Of course, this episode hits on December the 2nd. Henry Kissinger has passed away. Yeah.
1: One of the the great statesmen in US politics, 100 years old. Thoughts and prayers to his family
0: and friends. Francis Sternhagen. Francis Sternhagen, you're going who? Who? Francis- Star of stage?
1: And small screen.
0: That's where most of us would know her from. Now, if you see a picture of her, you would know her. Yeah. Especially if you're of our generation.
1: Yep, and watch Cheers on a regular basis.
0: Yeah, she played Cliff Clavin's mother (laughs) on Cheers. So thoughts and prayers to the family and friends, Francis Sternhagen. Again, going back to our generation, maybe even younger. One of the great creators of kids' shows. H.R. Puffin
1: Stuff. Land of the Lost. Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Yep. Marty Croft. Yep. Has passed away.
0: Thoughts and prayers to his family and friends. Then, of course, in the world of music. Jordy Walker guitarist for the influential post-punk band Killing Joke. Now, I remember them because a friend of mine was going through a phase in high school, and he was getting into the whole punk thing. Yeah. And he played Killing Joke for me, and they had a song called 80s, which was really kind of a cool song. But... Killing Joke's guitarist, Jordy Walker. So our thoughts and prayers go out to him. The Killing Joke family, of course, friends. Yep. Grammy Award nominee, Gene Knight. Mr.
1: Big Stuff singer has passed away. Thoughts and prayers to her family and friends. Are you ready to play? Yes, let's play.
0: Pivot. Pivot, pivot, pivot. Pivot pivot to our favorite game show. Your contestant, as always, this week is your Uncle Dave, the Conquistador Dave Height. I am the Master of Ceremonies, Maestro Kevin Crane. Oh, Maestro. That might come up later. Hmm. Foreshadowing, kids. We have four. Four contestants this week for people for your uncle dave to judge are they dumbasses or are they not so let's get into it let's start off really easy let's softball start off easy tiffany haddish of course has had a nice little run here recently become famous had some decently popular movies problem is she has got a drinking problem a big time drinking problem tiffany haddish here over thanksgiving got her second dui arrest in two years both times found asleep behind the wheel (sighs) that's bad That's really bad. Now she finally says, I'm gonna get some help. I would hope so. But I don't like the fact it took this
1: long for her to realize.
0: And how many lives she probably put in danger. On a nightly basis. Yes. Yeah. Because the first arrest was early in 2022. Second arrest, different state here. In November 2023, how many other times has she been behind the wheel, when intoxicated? should have
1: been just dumbass, dumbass, dumbass. Yes,
0: we're very hard on this, on Sports Frenzy, because we know people who have had their lives severely and tragically impacted by drunk drivers. We don't take it lightly. We don't like it. No. We joke about, you know. Having a beer or two here and there in the studio or at concerts, but we are always very responsible about how we handle ourselves. And we do not do stupid crap like this. No. Drink yourself into a stupor. Falling asleep behind the wheel is not acceptable. Okay. Remember, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to explain this to your Uncle Dave a little bit of a lead in for this one. And he'll get it eventually. Dave, do you remember who wants to be a millionaire? Unfortunately, what was the big problem with who wants to be a millionaire? Really? What was the big problem? The phone a friend? Well, yeah. But but, but think about it in business terms. Okay, so who wants to be a millionaire becomes big right right so what do they do they say let's put it on more nights yeah instead of once a week let's put it on
1: every night of the week
0: so it it suffered from overexposure and now we've kind of seen that with more serious shows drama like the walking dead the walking dead right you had the walking dead then you had fear of the walking dead then you had the Walking Dead or The World Beyond. And now yeah. you've got Dead City. And now you've got the one coming out with Rick and Michonne. And so, uh, again, over, over and Because Hollywood doesn't care as long as it makes money. But they'll destroy a franchise. Right. They'll beat it to death. Okay, this is not a joke. This is not oh, Kev God. being funny, haha. in the works written by the man who wrote blue beetle. <sighs> the boys Mexico is in the works.
1: Oh God. No, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Yes. A spinoff of the boys called no. the boys Mexico is in the works Why? of Amazon. With the writer of Blue Beetle, God, because again, it's pandering to a certain demographic. Yes, God. And now we've already had Gen Gen V, and now we've got the, They're going so to dilute. basically, we're going
1: to have the exact same storyline of the boys taking place in Mexico. There's no point.
0: Again, they're going to do the same thing to the boys that they did to the Walking Dead. Is they're going, they're to, going to dilute the franchise to the point where nobody watches any of it anymore? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Good move. Oh, it's stupid as hell.
0: Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah, it's it's dumb. Okay, we talked about the maestro, right? Bradley Cooper. I call BS on this. I say he's a dumbass. Here recently, the last couple days, he was on a talk radio show podcast, whatever. I get him all confused. Some show with a microphone like us. And you know he is a big, big Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yeah. But of course, you mentioned the Maestro. He's got this movie, this big prestige movie coming out. He directed it. He stars in it about Leonard Bernstein called Maestro. Right. Howard Stern is the man who was interviewing it.
1: Oh, God. That's bad enough as No, it is. no.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, not, I'm off Howard Stern. But Howard Stern did actually pose a very interesting question to him here recently and he posed it as what he called a sophie's choice (laughs) bradley cooper you can win best actor and best director for maestro and your co-star carrie mulligan wins best actress or the eagles win the super bowl what do you choose he says, Eagles win the Super Bowl. I call bullshit. I call, I call bullshit. bullshit. I call bullshit. This isn't like the Cubs. You know, if you'd ask a Cubs fan, like yeah. a Bill Murray or an Eddie Vedder back in 2012. Would you want this award or would you want them? They to- might have taken the Cubs because the Cubs hadn't won in 100 years. Right. The Eagles just won.
1: Not that long ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's not turning down a Best Actor Oscar no, and a Best Director Oscar. you're not going down
1: an Oscar. No, I call bullshit. He's
0: a dumbass. Thank you. Thank you. Again, it might be different if, they've if never they hadn't won. won. But again, this is not a Boston Red Sox, Chicago Cubs, Detroit Lions type of streak. Of White street. Sox, where right. they haven't won in right. almost 100 years or right. over 100 years. Right. Or- yeah, the Eagles just won with Nick Foles. Yeah. Right? The Philly Special. Yeah. The, okay, don't get greedy, asshole. Take the Oscar and walk away. Just walk away. <laughs> All right, finally. This is, this is typical of our society, our business thinking in this day and age. Last weekend was what, Dave? Last weekend was what? Black Friday? Black Friday and all the bullshit. Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday and and Giving Tuesday and Right, right. So shopping, shopping, shopping. Now I've already told you off mic that I didn't think there were a lot of good deals. You know. I usually wait from July on till Thanksgiving to try to buy my movies and you know, nothing. Nothing out there this year. No good deals at all. I spent 30 bucks as compared to 200 like I would normally. Well, but let me ask you this. Wouldn't you want to if you were selling movies? If you were a company that had a huge monster hit movie you that came out right there. before that came out right before Thanksgiving and Black Friday and Cyber Monday. You would you would want to be prepared for that, right? You would want to be ready to sell as many copies yeah, as possible. You want to have a huge inventory to make
1: sure the demand was met. And is Oppenheimer not a big movie? Oppenheimer
0: was a huge movie. Universal Studios failed to produce enough 4K and Blu-ray discs to get through Cyber Monday.
1: That is absolutely pathetic.
0: They what? had to issue an apology to the retail outlets, Amazon. What dumbass was in charge of the production that should be fired? And I can attest to this because I have Oppenheimer sitting in my browsing history on Amazon because I, I put all my stuff in there to see when the prices drop. Right. So I had Oppenheimer in there. Just I, I figured it was going to be a while they definitely sold out before cyber Monday Jeez. because you could see it changed to, you had to, to basically go to an independent retailer and, and, and cause it said like four offers from $40 up. Oh God on cyber Monday. And then the next day you saw that universal issued the apology, we did not produce enough of the 4K and the Blu-ray. That we didn't realize. So and every... How do you not realize? Well, and everybody in in the movie industry said Christopher Nolan's movies always, yeah. always on 4K and Blu-ray, that's what his movies are made for. Yeah, that high definition, it's... high quality. You should have known the demand for Oppenheimer was going to be, even if you didn't put it. At a good price point, even if it's just 25 bucks, yeah, you would have made up. F- people <sighs> still were gonna buy it, and they ran out by Cyber Money. That's bad, that is really freaking pathetic. I'm running that company, I am pissed off, that and somebody's getting fired. fired. All right, kids, hope you enjoyed it your hangover cure for this Saturday, December the 2nd is over and done. That's right. Your uncle Dave and I got better things to do now. Yep. Sleep rake leaves. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Got to rake more leads even though they didn't pick these up because of the snow.
1: Yep. It's that time of year.
0: Yeah. Happy, 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 joy, joy, joy.
1: Yep. But drop us a line. You know the Facebook page. You can check out the sports stuff we have there. Listen to the sports edition on Thursday mornings. Yep, we've already told you what we're going to be reviewing
0: next week. Give us some suggestions. Yeah. You know, we're going to get into the dog days where we're not going to have a lot to review. Yep. Hey,
1: contact us. Maybe we can set up a Zoom and you can play dumbass
0: or not. Okay, now you're going too far. All right. Yeah, you're going too far. (laughs) You're going too far. It's you're the you're the contestant. Now, Just if you want, it out if there. we
1: wanted to bring in special guest questioner,
0: you know, Mrs. C or the con man, you know, or knickknack we want to bring them in. That's fine. In studio is fine. We're not doing the Zoom thing.
1: All right, all right. Sorry, kids. Uncle Dave, I tried. he
0: gets these wild, ambitious ideas. I
1: try. And he doesn't
0: run them by me first.
1: You want to expand the network?
0: Not like that. <laughs> Not like that. Not until we're getting the
1: big bucks.
0: <laughs> All right, kids. We will talk to you in seven days with your next weekend hangover cure. And, of course, as Dave said, a few days before that, if you like your sports. Otherwise, have a great, safe, happy weekend. We will talk to you next week. Bye, bye, kids.
1: Bum badida, bum Happy trails
0: to you until we meet again. Happy trails to you. Keep smiling until then. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to you until we meet.
1: Uh, again yeah.